read from verse 6 to verse 10. Ezra chapter 7. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all our mothers in the house. We have many glorious days to celebrate our mothers in Jesus' name. Amen. Ezra chapter 7, verse 6 to verse 10. I read. This Ezra went home from Babylon, and he was a ready scribe in the law of Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given. And the king granted him all his requests according to the hand of the Lord his God upon him. And there went up some of the children of Israel, and of the priests, and the Levites, and the singers, and the porters, and the Nethinim unto Jerusalem, in the seventh year of Artaxerxes the king. And he came to Jerusalem in the fifth month, which was in the seventh year of the king. For upon the first day of the first month began he to go up from Babylon. And on the first day of the fifth month came he to Jerusalem, according to the good hand of his God upon him. For Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This morning the topic of my very brief discussion with us is there is help for you. Yes. Yes. Testimony, there is help for you. Yes. To every mother in the house today, I say there is help for you. Yes. To every father in the house today, I say there is help for you. Yes. To everyone at the point of despair, I say there is help for you. Yes. And receive that help in Jesus' name. Yes. The passage we read talks about a man called Ezra. Ezra. Ezra, we are told, was a scribe. He was a man knowledgeable in the word of God. Knowledgeable in the things of God. He was a man that set apart himself to seek the face of God. And to know the living God, the God of Israel. The name Ezra means help. What does it mean? Ezra means help. And at this point in time, Jerusalem needed help. Judah needed help. But for as long as the help that, the, that Judah needed was not available, there was nothing that Judah could do. Why was the help not available? Because the man that God had prepared to help Jerusalem, the man that God had prepared to help Judah, was living in Babylon. And Babylon means confusion. Babylon means what? Confusion. So whereas Jerusalem needed help, and God had prepared help for Jerusalem, but the man that was supposed to bring that help to present the counsel of God to the people of God was in the midst of confusion. Was dwelling in a land noted for nothing else but what? Confusion. 
The Bible tells me in Psalm 46 verse 1, it says, God is my refuge and my strength, a very present help in trouble. And brethren, that God is still God. I said that God is still God. If he is your God, there is help for you. The only limitation to the help he can render is if he is not your God. The psalmist goes on to say from Psalm 46, verses 2 and 3, he said, Therefore we shall not fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. In other words, whatever be the noise around you, Whatever be the circumstances that are meant to make you troubled, whatever be the shaking that you are either going through or you have gone through, there is help for you. Because your help comes not from any man, but from who? From God. And that's why the psalmist said in Psalm 121, he said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My, comment, my help cometh from who? God. From God, from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The maker of heaven and earth is my help. And he has prepared help for someone here. Amen. I say he has prepared help for someone here. Amen. And I pray for you today that your help will locate you. Amen. Maybe I should change it a little bit. I pray for you that your helper will locate you. Amen. I say your helper will locate you. Amen. Jerusalem needed help. Israel needed help. The help that God had prepared for his people was in Ezra. And one day Ezra began a journey. The Bible says to go up to Jerusalem. One day Ezra made up his mind that I will leave the midst of confusion where I dwell. I will go up to the place where my help is needed. In other words, Ezra was an educated man, knowledgeable in the words of the Lord. He knew the scriptures. He knew what men ought to do, when things ought to be done. But he was not in a position to execute what he knew because he was in the wrong place. Because he was there? In the wrong place. There is a place that God has prepared for you to be helpful. The question is, are you there? Can you ask your neighbor, are you there? Are you in that place that God wants you to be helpful? The corollary is true. That the person that God has prepared to help you might not be where you are because you are not where you ought to be. I pray for someone here again today. Your helper will locate you. Amen. I say your helper will locate you. Amen. The Bible says the help that Ezra wanted to prefer, to give, arrived in Jerusalem on the first day of the fifth month. And brethren, this is the fifth month. This is the month of grace. This is the month that the grace of God is abundant and available unto someone. Receive it in Jesus' name. I say receive it in Jesus' name. The Bible talks of a group of people uh, that the Bible says they were very knowledgeable in the affairs of the times. 
in First Chronicles chapter twelve. First Chronicles chapter twelve. When David was running away from King Saul, the Bible says he went to a place called Ziklag, and David was—I mean—he needed help, and there were some men that made themselves available unto him. First Chronicles chapter twelve, verse one says, "These are they that came to David to Ziklag." While he yet kept himself clothed because of Saul, the son of Kish. And they were among the mighty men, helpers of the world. Helpers of the world. I want to talk to someone here today. You are fighting a battle. And it looks like you are, you are alone. I just want to give you an assurance that you are not alone. Amen. You are not alone. Amen. God will fight this battle for you. Amen. And he will fight it through in Jesus' name. Amen. In that same First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 22, the Bible says, At that time, day by day, there came to David to help him, until it was a great host, like the host of God. David was running for his life. If he did not run, he was going to be killed. And imagine how it will be when the king of the land is against you. It means whosoever comes to help you is also against who? It's against the king. So whosoever the king finds with you is also in trouble. But the king was not interested in the helpers. The king was only interested in one man. Who was that man? David. But God raised help for David. God will raise help for you. Among the help that God brought in for David, the Bible says in verse 32, verse 32, that of the children of Issachar, that's one of the tribes of, of Israel, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. So the children of Issachar, they were men that were unique. They were men that were different. They were men that the Bible says they had what? Understanding of the times. Just like those wise men that came to see Jesus when he was born. Those were men that had what? Understanding of the time. And do you know, brethren, as we are seated here today, somebody has been given that understanding that he needs to help you. Somebody has not caught that vision. I said someone has received the understanding that he needs to help you. All that needs to happen is that that person that needs to help you needs to do what? Locate you. That person that needs to help you needs to find you. And wherever you are today, that person will find you in Jesus' name. Wherever you are today, your helper will find you in Jesus' name. The sons of Issachar, they came to help David. Now, the man named Issachar was the fifth son that Leah gave birth to unto David. He was what? The fifth son that Leah gave birth unto, I mean, sorry, I said unto David. Who was the father of Issachar? Jacob. So Issachar was one of the twelve sons of Jacob. He was the fifth son of Leah unto David. <laughs> I keep saying David. Unto Jacob. And that was very important. Like we've said, just the same way that Ezra began his journey. 
And he arrived at Jerusalem the fifth month. There was grace available. And I know that someone here today, your ability is not enough. Your strength is not enough. Whatever you have put together is not enough. But there is grace available. And the grace of God will ensure that you obtain the help you need in Jesus' name. It's like that man that uh, uh, came before Jesus Christ who said, I believe. Do what? Help thou my unbelief. In other words, I know that what I have is not enough. I know my faith is not enough. I know my ability is not enough. But I know that when I come to you, there is what? There is grace. There is grace. Not for me to be an irresponsible Christian. That's why the Bible says, shall we continue in sin? That what? And the Bible says, God forbid. Say, but when we put in our own little efforts, God is there with grace. Receive that grace in Jesus' name. Amen. I say, receive the grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Issachar was the fifth son of Jacob by Leah. But when you now count the children of Jacob from uh, Reuben was number one. He was the ninth son. Am I making sense? He was the fifth son from Leah. But because the concubines came into the picture, they said they are, they, 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 the wives should not uh, enjoy alone. The concubines began to do what? They began to give sons unto Jacob. So in actual fact, he was Jacob's ninth son. And the number nine again is very important. Because the name Issachar means a reward. It means what? It means a reward. And that tells me that in this fifth month of the year, God is about to reward somebody for your efforts. Every effort that you have put in in the past that looks like it is wasted, God is saying, the time has come. Amen. Tell somebody, my time has come. Amen. As if you mean, say, my time has come. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. The Bible says, Leah had stopped having children. But one day, her firstborn son, Reuben, went to the field and brought what they call mandrakes. And Rachel said, let your son give me some of his mandrakes. And said, you've taken away my husband. You don't want to take my mandrakes too? I said, okay, let him sleep with you today. Just give me mandrakes. The reward of that night was Issachar. And that's why when he was born, that was the name his mother gave him. Now, but do you know that by being the ninth son, you see, nothing happens by chance in the Bible. God has organized it all. And I know that in your life, nothing happens by chance. I know for everyone that is here today, you are not here by chance. You are here for an encounter. And you will meet the living God in Jesus' name. The number nine is the number for gifts. When you go through the scriptures, when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, it's one fruit, but there are nine of them, nine attributes. When we talk of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how many are they? There are nine. So, Issachar being son number nine of Jacob means there is a gift in him. In this month of grace, there is a gift for someone here today. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I say receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember that story that the man of God shared with us of that man, that pastor that was preaching. And as he was preaching, he was making pronouncements. 
And what was it, somebody in the audience doing? He was grabbing it. I said, receive your gift today in Jesus' name. As you grab it, it shall be permanent in the name of Jesus. I said, it shall be permanent in Jesus' name. So the name Ezra means help. God sent help unto his people. The name Babylon is derived from Babel. I'm sure when I said Babel, something comes up in our head. And what is that? The Tower of Babel. They are related. Babylon means confusion. And I know there's someone in our midst today. You are confused about a particular situation. My prayer for you is that you receive clarity. My prayer for you is that by the time you leave this sanctuary today, you will be sure and totally sure of what God wants you to do. And you will run with that vision in the name of Jesus. Because the Bible says the vision is what? He said the vision is for an appointed time. He says, though it tarries, do what? Wait for it. But I know that the Bible also tells me that to everything there is what? There's a season. And a time to all things underneath the sun. And for someone in our midst today, your time has come. Tell somebody, your time has come. Now tell the person, my time has come. The Lord will perfect that vision in your life in Jesus' name. Babel was the origin of the name Babylon. It is that place where God confused the language of man. And it is that place that a man named Nimrod initiated the root of idolatry. You know, when you read the Bible, the Bible just says in Genesis chapter 10, Genesis chapter 10 verse 8, Genesis chapter 10, verse 8. The Bible says, And Cush began, begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty man in the earth. Verse 9. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore, it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. And that's much of what the Bible tells us about him. And when you read that passage, you will think the man was a good man. But I want, I want us to realize today that Nimrod was a bad man. Tell somebody Nimrod was a bad man. When the Bible says he was a mighty hunter before the Lord, Nimrod was the head of the group of people that originated the Tower of Babel. Why did they build that tower? He initiated revolt against God because he told them that they ought to do something whereby God could never destroy the world with a flood again. That's a, that was part of the reason why they built the tower. That was why they wanted to build a tower that would go to heaven. So that even if a flood were to come, what happens? They would climb the tower. And the flood would not reach out unto them. The foolishness of human wisdom. But God was ahead of them. But brethren, many of the cults in the world today trace their roots to the activities of Nimrod in Babylon. Many of the cults, when you go into the history of the cults, even those of us that are from, uh, from, from Africa, from Yoruba land, I'm sure we've all heard of a name called Lamurudu. Yes. That is Nimrod. 
if all oracles are traced unto him. So, in so many ways, he was a man that initiated the practices of worship against the living God. And when the Bible says he was a mighty hunter before the Lord, he was a hunter of man and a hunter of animals. Am I making sense? He was a hunter of what? In other words, if any man will not obey him, he will hunt the man down. That was his mode. That was his life. That was how might that was his mightiness. Babylon was the root of idolatry. Babylon was the center of confusion against the living God. When you go through the scriptures, I'm not going into, into them. There are some things that the Bible says, thou shalt not commit. He said, because it is what? Confusion. It is confusion. Then the Bible goes on to say it is abomination. Whatever stands for confusion in your life, God will approve today in Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever it is that is making you not to understand the words of the living God, the words that God is speaking unto you, the Lord himself will approve today in Jesus' name. Amen. Just the same way that the Lord spoke unto that man that says, a father be open. I speak clarity into your path in Jesus' name. Yeah. I speak clarity into your ways in Jesus' name. Yeah. The help that Israel needed was in Babylon. But in order for that help to be available unto Israel, the help had to relocate unto Israel. But the question is, how did that help get to Babylon in the first place? I'm sure we all know it. It's because of iniquity. It's because Israel sinned. The Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 24, from verse, I mean verse 3 and then verse 11 to 15, because Israel sinned, God sent Israel to captivity in Babylon. Or maybe to be precise, God sent Judah to captivity in Babylon. And that is why when Israel needed this help, the only place from which help could come was a Levite in Babylon that had made up his mind to live for the living God. Brethren, in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says Daniel made up his mind to do what? Not to defile himself with a portion of the king's rich food. We are surrounded by the king's rich food. But what is your resolution? Can you ask your neighbor, what is your resolution? Everywhere around you, you see the king's rich food that is intent upon you not obtaining divine purpose for your life. Potiphar's wife came to Joseph and said, sleep with me. Everything in this house will be yours. You will become the head in this home. But Joseph knew that the promise that God gave him was that he was going to be the head of a nation. Not the head of a home where you will still be a slave. Don't give away your freedom. Don't allow the rich food of Babylon to deprive you of your inheritance. Don't allow the rich food of Babylon to deprive you of your heritage. There is help for you. But you must be like Ezra, a man that is proposed to be steeped in the word of the Lord. 
There is help for you. God can make you a help. God can raise help unto you. But you must make up your mind that you will do only the purpose and the purpose of God. Daniel proposed in his heart not to define himself with a portion of the king's seed. That's why we're talking about him today. Ezra made up his mind that even though he was in Babylon, he would be different. And so when there was a need for help in Judah, God could lift him up from the midst of that confusion and bring him to Jerusalem. Wherever you are today, what have you proposed to do? What have you proposed to be? Will you stand out like Joseph? Will you stand out like Ezra? Will you stand out like Daniel? So that God can find you useful and elevate you that you may be a help unto others. Or will you allow yourself to be entangled in the confusion of Babylon? If Ezra had allowed that, on the day that he was the help that Israel needed, he would have become useless. You will not be useless. Amen. I say you will not be useless. Amen. I say you will not be useless. Amen. Wherever you are today, there's help for you. Amen. Wherever you are today, God wants to make you a helper. Amen. Wherever you are today, God wants you to be faithful before him. That he might be able to say on the last day, that is my son. That is my daughter. She went through tough times. But she lasted. She went. I mean, she, she had a testimony from those tough times. And she could stand up and say, this is my story. This is my son. Do you know that song? This is my story. This is my song. Raising my Savior all the in our midst today, God will send help unto you. Amen. I pray for someone in our midst today, God will make you a helper. Amen. God will make you the help that somebody needs. Amen. I pray for someone in our midst today, you will not fall. Amen. I pray for someone in our midst today, you will not fail. Amen. I pray for you today that when God is saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for me? You know the fun one. You are the real.